0: Okay, what do we talk about first?
1: Uh, Well, I want to hear your opinions on uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix before I read a funny tweet that makes me laugh real hard.
0: Okay, let let me taste this beer. What do we got? uh,
1: Real Ale, Fireman's 4. It's a nice, light uh, ale. It goes well with the incredible Texas heat we are experiencing right now.
0: The undying hellish sun yeah that won't cease to oppress us
1: no it's it's bad skyfire bad
0: oh man it's okay yes um so i i'm really glad that the harry potter books are classified as children's books in the library <laughs> which makes their overdue fees 5 cents per day instead, instead of, of 25
1: cents sure that's that's how much it is
0: um because it has I'm like 4 weeks overdue on this book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's very overdue. It's
0: very overdue and the problem is the problem is is like I'm a busy person yeah. and I don't like I ha- I don't give myself lots of time to just like sit down and read a book especially one that is 772 long pages book. long. Yeah. Um but the other books are also long. Yes. And I made the time to read them because I was very engrossed in them. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like each of the books, you're like enjoying the story, blah, blah, blah. Things are happening. And then by the time you're in the second half, you're like in it and you really, really want to finish. Sure. I haven't hit that point yet. Okay. And I'm at page like <laughs> 680 or whatever.
1: Has anything um, upsetting happened or anything like significant? I, like I, in the first 600 pages? Like, is anything. Yeah, I mean they're
0: so I'm at the part where they're Harry and the crew are at the Ministry of Magic in the Department of Mysteries and they're like fighting the uh the Death Eaters right now.
1: Oh yeah, that's a big that's a big event.
0: Yes. So um it's a very weird scene, uh, but like lots of stuff has happened. Um Umbridge has just been a horrible person. Yeah, Umbridge is like in- super like evil. Increasingly, increasingly horrible. Uh Uh, Dumbledore left and disappeared. Um, Harry saw Snape's memory of his father being an asshole. Um,
1: well, there's a lot of stuff that I think happens in the last hundred pages of this book (laughs) based on the things you're currently describing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm,
0: I can't remember anything particularly like catastrophic. Like, I don't think anyone. I don't know if
1: catastrophic, I would say is like catastrophic is like book six. There's some catastrophes. Mm. Like
0: no one died yet. No um so nothing- Harry, Harry thinks that Sirius is about to die which is why they went to the Ministry of Magic to yeah. like save Sirius because Voldemort has him but it seems like that was a a trick yeah a ruse a trap Sirius is pretty
1: cool I like I, I like, like Sirius
0: um but so far this book is just um I bet w- if I read it when I was 15 mm-hmm. I would have related to to it much better because yeah. i was an angsty teenager yeah and harry is an angsty there is, teenager there is a
1: significant amount of angst between now and the end of the series i'm gonna not i'm not gonna lie to you but
0: <laughs> i've been told it's it's particularly bad in this one um
1: Ooh, because there's yeah
0: okay like there's so much just like harry being like uh girls and feelings and i don't get it and everyone's mean to me That's like fair. right like harry's yeah. in the past has been like in genuine danger mm-hmm. and has been distressed about like for his yes. life and like these perilous situations but so far in this book aside from this like little battle they're doing with the death unit yeah. right now harry's just like woe is me like <laughs> umbridge is mean to us i mean umbridge is literally
1: torturing him
0: she did lit- yeah she did literally torture him but like he was taking <laughs> uh is it occlumency? Occlumency? Oculumency? Something like that? Yeah. He was taking those lessons with Snape, Yeah. which is like, Snape is mean to him. Snape is very mean to him. But Snape is like on his team. I mean, not literally, like Snape is like with the Slytherins (laughs) and he's a Gryffindor, but like, they're on the same side. They're both like in the order as much as Mm -hmm. Harry could be in the order at his age. Yeah. And like, Snape is doing something for Harry's sake and helping him. And Harry is just like, I don't like Snape. I don't want to go. I don't want to try. It's annoying. (laughs) Like Snape is mean to me. So I'm not going to do this Mm -hmm. thing that Dumbledore is like urging him to do. to save his life. That's fair. It's very, that definitely does happen. Also this like perilous battle between him and his friends and the death eaters Mm -hmm. at the ministry, which I'm in the middle of right now. Um, is real it's such a weird scene because so much of it is like played for
1: comedy I don't recall that that's that's an interesting read that's what
0: I'm picking up so like really intense and serious things are happening like yeah. they're actively trying to murder children yes Um, I don't fully understand what's going on with this like profit
1: ball well there's a profit thing. ball you gotta get that it's the it's the one of the two real prophecies ever made by uh Trelawney
0: I mm, see, I don't know that yet, oh, spoilers no, whatever <laughs> uh, so well, so I'm pretty sure it's Trelawney does you, she make she so she makes real prophecies
1: she makes she's made
0: two, and one has already come true, I imagine, and this is the one that's supposed to come this true. this is the other one okay
1: uh this it is an important prophecy in terms of like it has ramifications for the entirety of the wizarding world, okay um, I guess I didn't set that up enough. <laughs>
0: well it had the prophecy hasn't like been explained they yeah. they just like kind of figured out the death eaters really want it but they can't just take it so now like they're chasing harry's literally like running around this like like rat maze mm-hmm. of convoluted like it's a library it's like an obstacle course yeah. of silly hijinks like holding aloft this little ball like oh you're not gonna get me do 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 and like but then, like, Hermione gets gravely injured by some spell and, like, is passed out and, like, yeah. perhaps dead. It's it's and, interesting
1: to me that you're reading it as hijinky because that was not my takeaway from it at all when I read it as a child. So here, there's
0: two things that make it seem very hijinky. Um, Ron got separated from Harry for a couple minutes and then when they returned, Ron is, has, like, the giggles. Like he's he thinks everything is funny, like something happened to him yes, and he something like, happened to him. And he like yeah. won't stop laughing at everything. Yeah. Which is like humorous. Yeah. Like Ron yeah. is like,
1: oh dangerous situation. And
0: he's just like running around laughing at everything. And then one of the Death Eaters, their head fell into the like bell jar of time. Yeah. That's like cycling time back and forth. And then when they got out, their head was a baby's head. Because okay, that's kind of because their 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 head like went back in time. Yeah. So they have like a baby's head on top of an adult Death Eater body, and they're just like there's an adult body like running around, but a baby's head on top of it just like screaming and crying. While I don't
1: remember this. While
0: all this genuinely <laughs> perilous stuff is going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. And it's like it's clearly uh, Rowling is clearly trying to inject some comedic relief into a like really really intense grave situation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just undermining the whole thing. Okay. Um, and again, I'm in the middle yes. of the scene. Yeah. It's They're happening. actively <laughs> battling, and I don't know how it resolves, yeah. but it's just very silly. The angst and this weird there is, treatment of there this is battle. There is some significant silly.
1: angst in, in, I would argue, books five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. I could see an argument being saying that it's worse than five of, mm. of all of them, um, although uh, seven has got some some angst in it as well Mm. and
0: then harry and cho's relationship they like kiss and they go to hogsmeade Mm. together but he keeps they keep just like getting in fights and he keeps making her cry and the treatment of like here's this girl who just like can't stop crying is like
1: not great (laughs) yeah it's very teeny like yeah
0: like they're teenagers and they're gonna be dumb but like it didn't have to be as yeah. trite as that.
1: So, um, like, I almost want to send you this image so that we can read it together because <laughs> uh, it's it's a text message chain between two people. Okay. Um, but this was this was tweeted um, by someone, and I'm not going to read the caption of it because it's going to spoil the uh, the joke of it. Okay. It's it's long. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've got person A and person B. Person A sends the first text message to person B. Okay. Uh, so Dudley dies in Harry Potter, right? person B: do you want him to no I just got to the part where he was killed but Julie didn't remember that so I just wanted to make sure I'm not reading some weird fan fiction uh what book are you on uh finishing up order of the phoenix he doesn't die in order of the phoenix are you serious <laughs> he didn't jump off a building what what the heck no <laughs> I guess it's not a huge spoiler but he doesn't die at all what the what you're trolling me <laughs> Uh, No, no, I'm not. Dudley doesn't die. In fact, as the book goes on, he gets almost no screen time. Why is he jumping off a building? He was placed under the Imperius Curse and made to jump off his school. By the rat guy? Uh, I don't know what you're reading, but it's not the Order (laughs) of the Phoenix. Uh, Did you get all your books from the same place? Uh, It was all of them in a collection. Maybe it segued into the sixth? It's like, no, that never happened in the books. Dudley is never forced to commit suicide. Nope. (laughs) Am I to assume the scenes where Harry and am, and I assume the scenes where Harry and Hermione get intimate? <laughs> okay, now you're trolling me. <laughs> nope, there's no sex in Harry Potter. Wizarding Age of Consent is 15. What? The Order of Phoenix was full of it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, in the real Order of the Phoenix, Harry's barely able to kiss a girl for the first time, and it's not Hermione. At no point did you think, wait, this seems kind of weird for a kids' book. Are you serious? I mean, I, I heard they got more mature and dark as it went on. Okay, so I think I know what the answer is going to be, but did Draco and Ginny fake a rape scene? What? <laughs> no. I, I can't even. I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. Okay, I'm going to need you to give me a rundown of everything that has happened so far in these books. And then the last tweet is, uh, what sick freak wrote this? OMG. <laughs> uh there's one there's one more she she posted afterwards but it basically it turns out this other person was definitely reading like a fanfic that's i don't know how they got it um so this is the second half um are draco and Ginny even a thing that is a massive troll if the rest of the books were normal then this one was a completely made up one no Ginny and draco are not a thing what the prop plot practically revolves around that <laughs> was that in more than one book no just order of the phoenix does draco's dad torture him send me the books i will tell you if they are real <laughs> is there a harry Carry curse like what? torture torture like a curse that makes you disembowel yourself well vividly imagine it a curse that makes you dis imagine disemboweling yourself either way the answer is no also note a child torture um I'm skipping a little bit but Draco doesn't jump in front of the subway after his mother disowns him? I wish. <laughs> is this all in Order of the Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. So the answer is no, that didn't happen. Send me the books. <laughs> wow. Uh so yeah, somebody um got trolled and was reading the uh fan fiction Order of the Phoenix instead of the real one.
0: The, so the but the person read the real like books 1 through 4 or yeah. something and then and this one showed up. <laughs> that's got to be a pretty convincing fan fiction for you to not immediately (laughs) like start reading it like a page and be like what
1: yeah that's so
0: mimic her style at least yeah the fact that you're
1: reading order of the phoenix makes me uh just more excited about that that's hilarious i'm i'm at the point
0: now where i'm close enough to being done where i'm like i'm gonna read it as if i was really excited to finish it yeah and just speed through it right but it's because I'm just so eager to be done with it. That's fair, and have it over with. Yeah, because I'm excited to like read the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: yeah, not uh, not not the greatest. Well, the good news is there's no uh, fake rape scene in it.
0: That's great. Really glad. <laughs> really glad. Um, there is child torture in the books.
1: Yeah, I guess there is. Yeah, but in not not of Draco by his dad. Yeah.
0: Um that's very funny <laughs> imagine like being real I bet like you read books one through four and you're really into Harry Potter yeah and then like if it's the first time you've read it having your experience marred by reading a, a like a fan fiction <laughs> without realizing it like that's forever gonna be like, like in the back of your head
1: yeah canonically kind yeah of. oh man yeah that's it's pretty twisted
0: I can't imagine if I just like accidentally read like a fan fiction version of the two towers like
1: (laughs) the first time (laughs) that would be really
0: weird no rape scenes in Lord of the Rings either thankfully
1: no I guess there's not I've Mm. I've never read the whole thing
0: the orcs are bred in pits so it's a little ambiguous as like how that works but I can't imagine there's anything too consensual going on
1: I wouldn't expect there to be yeah but then rarely do consensual things happen in pits (laughs) (laughs) unless agreed upon by all parties involved ahead of time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You could have a... mm.
1: I'm not saying you can't have consensual things happen in a pit. It just doesn't seem likely. What about a mosh pit? I would argue there's some non-consensual things happening in a mosh pit. Sometimes. Depends on... Having never experienced a mosh pit, if I was in a mosh pit, uncontested... Not contested. The word has fallen out of my head.
0: (laughs) I don't know... It's not in mine either.
1: Things would happen to me in a mosh pit that I did not consent to. Because mm. I would not consent to be in a mosh pit.
0: <laughs> True. Yes. Um. Then again, the, the personhood of orcs is ambiguous That's fair. in Lord of the Rings. So I don't know if... yeah a non-person has the ability to consent or not.
1: I've been playing a Lord of the Rings video game.
0: Is it Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. That's the one that people say is actually good. It's pretty darn good. I hear I hear. it's, like, really good. It was, like,
1: three bucks in the last Steam sale, so I was like... Oh,
0: dang, really? Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> I, I thought about telling you, but I'm like, uh, eh, I don't know if Jesse plays video games anymore. I don't, yeah. but,
0: like, uh, I might, like, pay three bucks to play a Lord of the Rings game. It's pretty fun. I'd probably, like, I bet the game is fun and all, but I'd probably get real mad about, like... Story and the things that are happening, yeah. Right I don't know not.
1: anything about the story, um, in terms of how it relates to anything else that's going on. I've looked
0: it up, it doesn't
1: okay. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Gollum shows up pretty yeah. early on. I was surprised. You chase him, mm, do you catch him? I didn't. Oh, I don't know if you can or not. Mm. I don't know if that's that's feasible in game. <clears throat> um, mechanically, it's really interesting because if uh, an orc kills you, it gets promoted. And then gets to be a captain and gets stronger. Um, that sounds bad. And like remembers how it killed you. Um, and you come back because you're, you're mostly immortal. It's complicated. Right. Because it's a video game. Um, so the orc remembers that he killed you and gets all excited about killing you again. And every time he kills you, he gets stronger and it makes you hate him just a little bit more, but then much harder to kill him next time.
0: And can you have, like, ten orcs that have killed you? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: and so it's called mm. the nemesis system, and they all kind of remember, like, how they killed you, but it makes it really satisfying to go kill them back.
0: When Once you kill them, they're done? Uh, they or get
1: they... weaker. I think they can come back also. I'm so still like, early in the game. I've only played for maybe three or four hours. So,
0: like, maybe by the end of the game, there's just, like, a couple of, like, really strong orcs that, like, can kill you really easily? Yeah. Potentially, because yeah. they've killed you like a dozen uh-huh. times,
1: but you hate them so much every time they show up, because they all have like names, like they're named characters, mm. um, or at least they get a name when they kill you. Yeah, um, and so like you remember like which ones have killed you, and they show <laughs> up and you're like, damn it, not this guy again. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you're, like, about to, like, get through, like, a level, and then... Well, they all also have, like,
1: intro lines. Like, when they show up to a fight, they're like, Oh, you didn't expect to see me again! (laughs) Um, Or, you should have killed me last time! And then Mm. you see, like, their name. I love video game writing. Yeah, it's not great, but uh, (laughs) it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I've I've had it recommended by numerous people who say it's very good. I'll put it on the list.
1: Nah, no worries. (laughs) Did you start Carmichael's show? I did not yet.
0: No. Okay. But I did finish 30 Rock.
1: Yeah. For like the third time?
0: Yes. Third time.
1: Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you still enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I always forget um, 30 Rock pulls off kind of a miracle in its final season. It's a half season. I think it's only 12 episodes. Okay. Um, But it's... It does the thing where they know they're going to be canceled, so they mm-hmm. just go all out. Yeah, right. Like yeah. everything gets super extreme. Jordan is, is as Jordan-y as he can be. Mm-hmm. Kenneth is as Kennethy as he can be. Um, just all
1: of it dialed up.
0: Like Liz gets married and they adopt, and it go like it goes full on and just forces storylines to conclude. But okay, but in the like self aware sort of thirty rocky way, meta thirty rocky kind of way. But then it also does the impossible and like earn like feels like it genuinely earns a bunch of like emotional um what's the word i'm trying to think of catharsis Um, yeah like emotional catharsis and like heartwarming moments but like 30 rock actively rejects anything like that yeah beforehand yeah but then you get like the final six episodes and like people are having their final moments on the show and it like actually feels like Aww. emotional and heartwarming That's cute which is so strange like i was like sad with like jenna's final thing oh but
1: i shouldn't be <laughs> but you shouldn't you
0: you shouldn't be like they created a character who they should not be able to make you feel like heart warmed about mm-hmm. and then they still do
1: yeah which was cool it's good it's cool yeah i like her on uh kimmy schmidt yeah she's great okay yeah.
0: She's great. She plays that like one kind of character. Yeah, it's a
1: very similar character, but uh, she plays really well.
0: Yeah, deranged millionaire. Yeah,
1: in uh, season three of Kimmy Schmidt, I think um, her friend, quote unquote, played by Amy Sedaris, seems to be more prominent, <laughs> and she is amazing. I love her.
0: I haven't seen season three yet. but I've seen a- the first two or three episodes. Amy Sedaris' character is in season two. I yes, think, right? yes, she's yeah. in season two,
1: she's- and she's great. Yeah, and she's she's more in season three. Apparently, she seems to be more in season three of the episodes I've seen. Good, and I mean, Amy Sedaris is an amazing actress. She's just wonderful. She's absolutely delightful. Uh, but yeah, seeing her show up again was a lot of fun.
0: Um. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I'll I'll watch a. I've decided to commit to like a couple episodes of the Carmichael Show to okay. see if I like it. I noticed it's a multicam.
1: Yes. So. I, I honestly, like, I know you don't like multicams. Right.
0: It's just, it'll feel weird.
1: Yeah. But it is, and I say this, like, as someone who's, like, a student of TV history, but it is the closest thing I've ever watched to a modern-day successor of All in the Family. Okay. And I don't know if you know All in the Family at all. I but never watched it. That's fair. But it's, well, it's, it's not it. a show that, like, is enjoyable to watch now. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's enjoyable to watch. Like, I think all the acting and stuff and writing in it is all very good, but I don't think it aged very well. Right. Um, but the premise of All in the Family was, you know, dealing with modern day hot topics through the lens of Archie Bunker, this guy that you kind of like, even though he's wrong about everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and sort of dealing with like political topics and, and a lot of different things. You know, one of, the, one of the episodes I have seen, I haven't seen a lot of them, like Archie Bunker gets a transfusion from a black guy, which he can't quite deal with. Because <laughs> that doesn't seem like it should be allowed. Mm. Um, <laughs> the and, wrong kind of blood. And, and it's all set more or less in and around like their house, their living room with Archie and his wife and their child and uh son-in-law yeah um who who are much more liberal than the very conservative archie uh, and it like manages to make you not hate everybody um deal with pretty heavy topics that are very political and of the moment in ways that are relatable and understandable but are also character driven Mm. so it's not like just we're debating this topic this week Right It all comes out of like who the characters are and the stuff they deal with, and there's always a personal hook into the story. Hmm. Um, and it's short. There's like
0: three short seasons, three
1: right? very short seasons yeah. um, and it's been cancelled. so like they got everything they could done. Uh, but it is is really good. Who aired it? What network? NBC.
0: okay Canceling their good stuff.
1: Yeah, well, it's aired over the summer. With very little preparation, the first season aired over three weeks, two episodes a night for three weeks. Oh wow! Like that's how much airtime it got. <laughs> um, but it's really good. And I, I, I yeah. never even heard of it, right? Because nobody has. It's this little bitty right. show um, that is really good. I yeah. like it, and and they deal with some pretty heavy stuff. Um, there's an episode where like Bill Cosby's in town and. Gerard, the main character, kind of wants to go see Bill Cosby and his mm. girlfriend's like you you can't do that. Right. And he's like, but I'm a comedian, he's a comedian, like he was an idol to me and she's like, yeah, but he raped people. Yeah. Like a bunch of people. And it like deals with this very like heavy topic. He mistrialed a bunch of people, Kevin. <sighs> I ain't the court of law. I can <laughs> say he <laughs> raped people. <laughs> yeah, he raped people. A bunch of them. Uh,
0: yeah, sorry, a lot of people. Yeah. Um Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm excited yeah. to watch it. Or
1: there's an episode where um a Muslim family moves in across the street and like that's mm. got repercussions and things cuz um the dad who's played by uh David Allen like the, all the all the cast is just hilarious. Uh David Allen Greer I think plays the dad. The wife uh his, or the mom is another very famous comedian whose name I cannot remember right now, mm. but has been in lots of good stuff.
0: Hey, check it out. Um I heard Somewhere that like NBC, I don't know if it's all their shows or like just certain ones, but like NBC's pulling a bunch of their shows at least from Netflix. Are you familiar with this? Mm-mm. So, I, like, I'll watch this Carmichael show soon because I think it's on Hulu, it's on Hulu too. Yeah, I don't have a Hulu subscription. No,
1: you should get one. There's oh, good stuff. I can,
0: I can borrow somebody's, okay. Um, but like, someone because someone told me that The Office was leaving Netflix. Yeah. And I think that's along with a bunch of other stuff. That's quite possible. Which yeah. so like if that's true, if if NBC is just pulling its stuff from Netflix, that will remove a significant like stable of rotating
1: shows shows for, for me, right? Like
0: <laughs> I won't because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go seek out and buy DVDs. Yeah. Maybe if this Amazon Prime app ever appears, like I'll watch what <laughs> I'll watch whatever shows happen to be Amazon on Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah. Um, but like Netflix is how I watch everything. Yeah. And if there's no the Office, Parks and Rec, Community, Thirty Rock, those are like my four sitcoms. Yeah. That those are like those are the four sitcoms that all there was like one or two years where those were all airing at the same time. Yeah. And that was like
1: The ultimate package. It was like
0: the second golden age of sitcom comedy on television. Yeah. Um like and NBC used to have like another like Thursday night lineup that was like incredible. Well, it was like, like
1: friends that. and friends. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> But yeah, that, this might force me to be like, well, maybe I'll just watch... You know, community again, and be like, no, never mind, I won't, because it's not on Netflix. Yeah. so I'll watch something new. That's good. I do you should watch new things. I finally, um my entire television watching experience was nothing more than turn on TV, turn on Apple TV, open Netflix app, and watch and, and, Thirty Rock, and, it, it,
1: it, and continue the, watching. The first thing was always continue <laughs>
0: watching. I just hit that, and it played the next episode. Yeah. And so after I finished, I went and I looked through my list. Yeah. Because I'm whenever I'm seeing or hearing about things that are on Netflix, I'll usually like Go I'll, add I'll, I'll, like I'll be on my phone and I'll just like search them and add to list. Sure. So I went and I scrolled through my list, and I have so much stuff. There's a lot of stuff on my list. There's a lot, so a lot of stuff, stuff out there.
1: Uh, Doctor Strange is on Netflix. I still need to watch that. Mm.
0: That's uh, not interesting to me.
1: Moana's on Netflix. You should watch that.
0: I saw that. That's something I had to my list. I was yeah. like,
1: oh, maybe I'll finally. watch Watch Moana. It's good. Yes, like that is
0: definitely something I will watch. <laughs> like you
1: could skip Doctor Strange, watch Moana. It's it's easy to watch um like a
0: movie. Yeah, because just, it's just one movie. Yeah, it's one thing. Movies <laughs> are movies are ninety minutes. Although <laughs> you say it's just one. Um, uh, Ellen has been attempting to do the very sweet thing of like watching Lord of the Rings with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and it for her. <laughs> like she's genuinely interested in, like yeah, is actually enjoying some it. of it. Sure. Um, I think. It's been f- four.
1: And you're what? A movie and a half in? No, no, no. It's been four,
0: I think four or five viewings. <laughs> and we have 40 minutes remaining in the first movie. <laughs> oh,
1: You're watching the extended editions, aren't you? Yes, we're watching the extended editions.
0: <laughs> but we're getting like not even an hour in like yeah. max on each one before like like we're hungry or like something else comes up or right. Like they're just, they're so exhausting to watch. Yeah. Like we like last. So when we, the last time we watched it, we like started and ended at like the battle in Moria because it's just like this 50 minute long, like hyper intense battle the whole time. And then when it's over, it's like, Oh, like let's pause it and like grab a snack and then not go back. Yeah. And then, Oh, it's it's over. We lost it. So maybe like by the end of the year we'll have finished watching maybe. Lord of the that's Rings. That's intense. Yeah. It's like 12 hours. 12 hours of of movie. Oh, that's a lot of movies. It's not just one thing.
1: That's what they keep saying. Is like it's a 12 hour movie. That's all the that Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Which is not a great way to make TV. No. that was It's l- not a great way to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a great
0: way to make a movie.
1: I don't know that we need a 12 hour long movie.
0: No. Um... Yeah, that was Luke Cage's problem. Yeah. It was a 12-hour long, boring movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like parts of Luke Cage. At
0: least Lord of the Rings is exciting yeah. for most of the time.
1: Uh, they're saying that the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, each episode might be like 90 minutes long.
0: Oh, God. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> I because Game, Game of Thrones I I know it is it's horrible and it's deeply. Pro- I just haven't stopped watching. I've just stopped watching, it I know, so I don't have any opinion. And like everyone should stop watching because it's deeply problematic and blah 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 blah. But like I get sucked into every yeah. single episode. I feel
1: like the writing was suffering though, even in the later seasons. Yeah. Like it was. I don't. I don't think they were. Honestly, I think they would lost George R. R. Martin's spine right. and didn't know what to do and really struggled to make up for that. Yeah. How many more seasons are there? There's another Two. one airing soon. Yeah, and then and there's one, one more after that. And this season, I'm gonna bet is all setting up the last season. Well, that that literally every single
0: episode of Game of Thrones has just been setting up for like the <laughs> final episode. Like they've n- nothing ever feels complete or satisfied in game of thrones it's just here's some more setup here's some more setup (laughs) yeah that's not great
1: writing like something half happened but it's really just uh. did you hear they're piloting five spinoffs of game of thrones no yeah they won't all go to series but they all take place at different points in time in the massive westerosi timeline Hmm. so like potentially hundreds of years before or after interesting yeah it's a.
0: Uh, you have a lot of opportunity in a giant universe sure. like that. Um I'm thinking about how like Star Wars is kind of treating its franchise now where mm-hmm. you can like just take a big giant fleshed out universe and pick smaller parts of it.
1: Yeah. And... As long as they're about the Death Star. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Think there's a Death Star in the Game of Thrones universe?
1: No, but there's gonna be one in the Han Solo movie. Oh god. I don't know that that's true, but it feels true. Uh, Especially considering the actual, like, original writer and director, like, left the film.
0: Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: But okay. Ron Howard stepped in, and he made Apollo 13, and that was a good movie.
0: That's in space. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. In space. Yeah. Pretty far away. Yeah. Close to the moon. Yeah. That's... I think Apollo 13 is, uh... uh, Star Wars. Yeah. I think that's in the Star Wars canon. It's,
1: It's part of the universe, yeah. Um...
0: Right, but like you can, you can take Star Wars, which is a big giant place, and the, and the mm-hmm. trilogy movies are like big, grand stories. Yes, but you can also like tell tiny stories, mm-hmm. which is cool. Or you can like I think you can do that in Westeros
1: too. Yeah, well, that's what the extended universe about of Star Wars was about. For, All the novels, oh, you know, you know, the novels and, and the yeah, comics yeah. and the games and like everything in Star Wars was canon. Right. Like all of it, and there was, there were different levels of canon. Not and, no, and now none of it is now none of it's canon. There is no canon. Yeah, there are there are seven movies that are canon, and one movie that's probably canon.
0: Which is which one is probably? No, I, I was just lying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was
1: I, like Phantom Menace.
0: <laughs> do you foresee a future maybe after George Lucas has died, where like Lucasfilm or Disney or? whoever happens to be in charge like officially makes the prequel trilogy non-canon? No. I don't. Do you think the prequel trilogy will ever get remade?
1: No. I, I mean, would I would like to see... This is what I would like. I would like the future in which Star Wars is in the public domain and anybody can reinterpret a Star Wars film mm-hmm. like they do a Shakespeare film mm-hmm. or a Shakespeare play. Like, that's the future I want to see. I want to see people... Making absolutely crazy stuff from you know, uh, oh, I just forgot her name, Julie Taymor's like Shakespearean films like Titus, or the other one that was actually good, no Titus idea. wasn't great. Uh, it's on an island, The Tempest, mm. like, great, visually entertaining, amazing films. Um, to Romeo plus Juliet, to the new movie, or the new TV show, show they're making on TNT about a young Will Shakespeare called Will. <laughs> like, all of that can exist side by side without diminishing anything from the original works. Mm. Uh, but Disney won't let that happen.
0: No, so they'll own the uh, whatever rights need to be owned forever. Forever,
1: yeah. yeah. And that's true of everything now, which makes me sad. Like, I'd love to see... Star Trek get remixed and remade and reinterpreted mm. in the same way. Like I love Star Trek and and I hold it to a very high standard, but the idea of seeing what somebody else could do with Star Trek uh, with no need to be tied to canon or, you know, respect the brand, mm. like do something outrageous and unbelievable and maybe terrible, but I want it to exist. I mean, so people can do
0: that with writing with like fan fiction like it can't be like officially branded yeah, you can't, or, well and you, even then it like? can
1: get shut down like even if it's non-profit fan fiction you can still get takedown notices if you get too much attention
0: really yeah you just like if I just post something on mm-hmm. tumblr like they can potentially yeah hmm
1: now usually they don't because
0: nothing ever gets that popular well, nothing
1: ever gets that popular also it looks bad on the companies right um but it's happened hmm
0: Man, too bad they didn't take down My Immortal.
1: <laughs> Have you ever read My Immortal?
0: I read the the first section of I'm it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing? No. No. <laughs> it's very bad. I couldn't
1: last that long.
0: <laughs> Maybe after I finish Harry the real Harry Potter, yeah. I'll go and I'll read
1: all Imagine of it. Imagine you Immortal. just you were reading the you'd read the first 4 Harry Potter books <laughs> and then you started <laughs> My Immortal. It's <laughs> like this really took a weird turn. <laughs> Um, I mean, heck they took down, um, the books that became 50 shades of gray.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think she took those down voluntarily, but it was because they didn't want to get the lawsuits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of, um, Tolkien stuff inspires lots of fan fiction. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, But, um, there's very little, nothing, uh, there's nothing significant, like nothing like rises above Mm -hmm. and becomes popular. Like, I mean, my immortal is infamous, Mm -hmm. but it is ridiculously popular.
1: Yeah. Like well known. Like
0: most, like lots of people on the internet know it at least as a punchline. Yes. Um, but I do remember there were some like fan made movies in the Lord of the Rings universe that. Like, got, not, like, released and distributed by any studio, but, Mm -hmm. like, were, like, someone made some, like, 30-minute movie about, like, Aragorn, like, when he was young and, like, put it on Vimeo, and it was, like, up and... For a while? Like, I don't remember it ever getting taken down, but it was, like, pretty good. Like, had some, like, significant money behind Mm -hmm. it in the production, like, and I watched it, and, like, it wasn't great, but, like, it was something that, like, people put a lot of time and money into. Mm -hmm. Um, but the Tolkien estate didn't, as far as I know, didn't do anything yeah. about it. But they are like super controlling, yeah, about uh, Tolkien's works. Like they, like imagine, I, I, I imagine studios and stuff must be like clamoring for rights to make more Tolkien stuff.
1: Oh, I'm sure, because it would just like, print money.
0: Yeah, it would just make so much money. You could just, you could just make billions more dollars just by making more Lord of the Ring stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just turn Peter Jackson into a like into a mint <laughs> and just make more Lord of the Rings universe mm-hmm. things. They'd be bad.
1: Yeah. But people is, would go see them, but I would go, you see would them. go see them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually. I don't, if Peter Jackson ever did anything else in the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings universe, I don't think I'd go see it. Yeah.
1: That's intense. Those movies hurt you. The
0: Hobbit movies hurt me deeply. <laughs> um, but I kind of, like I like the the kind of future that you're describing for like Star Wars or Star mm-hmm. Trek where it is or, public or the Lord of the Rings. Right, like I would love that for the Lord of the Rings universe. It would be really cool if there were just like 20 different film versions of Lord of the Rings. Right? And, and you could,
1: could argue over who your favorite Aragorn was. Right. Or who who did Sméagol the best.
0: Right. Um and it's interesting because Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings it seems like their primary goal is like or like the two strongest stylistic things about it are like uh emphasizing the violence and battles mm-hmm. and being as visually being as like accurately representative of what the world should look like mm-hmm. Over anything else, yeah, right. Like the movies are pretty good, the writing's pretty good, like, and the story adheres pretty closely. But like, the movies just try to look exactly like what that universe should look like,
1: according to Peter Jackson.
0: But I like. I it seems like their goal was like, what did Tolkien think this looked like? Yeah, let's make it look like that. And I think they did that very well. Okay, and then big fight,
1: (laughs) big fight. (laughs) Um, But imagine, imagine someone that makes the Tom Bombadil movie, right.
0: Right, or or makes a ninety-minute Lord of the Rings movie. I want to see like a dozen different ninety-minute Lord of the Rings movies and see who and,
1: and like, see de- what they do and how they do it depending, and what does it look
0: like. Yeah, depending on who's making them and what their pri- what their priorities mm-hmm. are, like what all those compromises are and what remains in the story and what yeah. gigantic parts of it. How get do you cut choose to
1: and, tell that story in ninety minutes? Yeah,
0: and all the different stylistic choices you make because you can make a Lord of the Rings movie in a very very different style and tone. Mm-hmm. And still have it be, like, honest and true to the book. Yeah. Right? But.
1: Meanwhile, we've got three different (laughs) Spider-Mans, and they're all basically the same.
0: Yeah. God. I, the whole, like, Marvel really fucked up.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've heard Homecoming's great. Like, I've heard it's the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I know a lot of people really like it. But we've rebooted Spider-Man three times, and it's still basically the same thing. I mean, like... It, yeah, like, it's
0: Spider-Man. Like, he's a nerdy kid. Yeah. Who Spiders. shoots webs <laughs> out of his butt. Um, wait, does he shoot him out of his butt in this one? I
1: hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen the movie yet, so maybe.
0: Yeah, I, like, I've heard it's good, but... the I mean, when I say Marvel really fucked up, it's because, like there has to be a new Spider-Man every couple of years or they get the rights
1: back. Yes. Right? Like, uh, what is it? It's
0: Spider-Man, X-Men, and... um,
1: Well, anything mutant-related is owned by Fox. Yeah. As well as uh, Fantastic Four.
0: Yes, Fantastic Four. And, like... like and
1: Sony owns Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, and Marvel can't... Like they have to have these like crazy deals like they can't just make spider-man movies in like their normal marvel cinematic universe no they have
1: to strike a very expensive deal with sony right to do cross-promotional and and marvel would essentially have to like get on their knees and just
0: (laughs) pile money before sony to get like full rights back oh yeah
1: because because sony can make money because marvel movies are doing well yes yes (laughs) like the spider-man movie wouldn't be super popular if the mcu
0: wasn't the biggest thing happening in hollywood
1: we wouldn't have had a third (laughs) spider-man
0: um i'm curious i'll probably eventually watch this spider-man like i'm not gonna go see it in theaters but um like i'll see it eventually Mm because i like spider-man as a character Mm -hmm. um but like i do have i have a soft spot for uh Peter Parker uh that's the character's name yes. Jesus Christ No um <laughs> the the one that came out when like we were Toby Maguire Toby Maguire Yeah I like his Spider-Man a lot I like I like He's a good Spider-Man Yeah like I like the uh Sam Raimi is that yeah. the director's yeah. name yeah. like his universe of it like uh Toby Maguire is really good at being like an actual like loser Yeah right like Spider-Man's a loser mm-hmm. And Tobey Maguire is, is, is also a loser. Is a loser. Uh, and, like, it seems super fun for, like, this loser to, like, actually yeah. get powers and, like, get to do cool things. Well, I
1: think they're doing that in the new one as well. Like, I think the new Spider-Man is also a loser. But, like, he's cute. He is cute. Right? Like... And his mom's cute also. Or Aunt May. Aunt, I've heard people
0: yeah. talking about this. Like, Aunt May used to be, like, like a lovable grandma. Now she's, like... like She's dating Tony Stark. Like, like that's sexy the sort aunt. of...
1: yeah. It's fine. I I don't care because I'm fine with reimagining characters. And like I don't I'm mm. not saying we have to adhere to the the canon because I want more experimentation. I want more weird things.
0: Well, that's why like the stakes are higher for something like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because like you get one chance. Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna be one Hobbit series at least for the next 20 years minimum, yeah, minimum, right? Like, but you're gonna get a new if you don't like this Peter Parker, you're gonna get a new one in five years. That's true, you guaranteed. Sony won't will go bankrupt <laughs> if they don't keep making Spider Man
1: movies. It reminds me, there's a um, your mention of mentioning of Toby McGuire reminded me of this. There's a uh, movie critic slash commentator that i really like called movie bob okay his name is bob and he does stuff with movies nice um and he did a pair of videos i've only watched the first one Yeah, i don't watch the second one yet um about like what would he do if he was rebooting spider-man hmm. like if if instead of spider-man homecoming like what what is his you know dreamcast or reinvention of it you know kind of like fantasy casting sort of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a too, fun experiment. Yeah.
0: Like, it's enough of a template to, like, fill in with your own Yeah, tastes. like, what are you going to do?
1: And so his his premise, I thought, was really clever. And you can go watch these videos yourself and link to them in the show notes. But uh, he's talking about it and he goes, you know, I would do Civil War ex- almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Tony Stark's going off to go, uh, you know, find someone else to help out, he goes to this high school. And... Goes into the science classroom, and there the teacher is a thirty-five-year-old Tobey Maguire, <laughs> who has given up being Spider-Man <laughs> ten years ago. And Tony Stark convinces him to come back and help out for this one thing. Mm. Um, and it's the same scenes, more or less. It's the same fight. You know, you still have the big reveal. Um, but then you're allowed to spin off, like, what does it mean to have been a superhero 10 years ago before superheroes exist? And that's new Spider-Man homecoming is literally about him coming home to being Spider-Man again.
0: Mm, like, yeah. Like I can imagine the shot where he like opens a chest under his bed yeah. and like takes out his dusty costume. That's too small for him now. Yeah.
1: And- um, and he still got the spider powers; they never went away. But he he like hung it up, and he like and, just
0: uses them in mundane day to day ways now. stuff. and then it.
1: the uh, the reveal, and this is actually out of the comics. You know the end, end you know, of the post credit scene at, at Civil War, mm-hmm. um, is Tony Stark going back to Tobey Maguire and saying like, "Hey, thanks for helping out. I really wanted to you know show my appreciation. I've got something I think you'll like." And he pulls back the curtain or whatever to reveal the Iron Spider suit, which is one of Spider-Man's, like, more well-known suits that's never been seen in the, in the films. Whoever mm. like knows Venom, that's been done a thousand times. Um, but the Iron Spider was basically an Iron Man suit that Spider-Man wore.
0: Nice. Uh, so
1: he could, like, fly? Uh, I don't think he could fly, but it had, like, uh, retractable, like, Dr. Octopus legs, so he could crawl and do more things, and was hmm. very cool. Because in, in Marvel Civil War, the comics... Tony Stark hires Peter Parker to be his assistant and then Peter Parker very dramatically unmasks himself as Spider-Man at like this big press conference like getting behind the idea of the superhero registration act and saying like hey we shouldn't be behind masks anymore. Mm. If we're going to do these things we should do it publicly and visibly in front of everybody and that then becoming the plot of Spider-Man Homecoming Mm. uh, would be really fascinating and interesting and sort of you know. That's cool. I'm like yeah I'm in. I want to watch that.
0: I remember reading about um a long time ago, I read some like Tumblr post about how I think this was back when there were rumors that Donald Glover was gonna be the next Spider Man.
1: I don't think was were rumors. There was always hope. Everyone, yeah, everyone dreamed.
0: Yeah, and like I think he would make a great Spider Man. Yeah, although
1: Spider Man is now beneath him. True. <laughs> like if you look at what his career trajectory has been. Yeah, he can't
0: go. He can't go back to acting. No, he has to become like a astronaut now yeah. or whatever. Um,
1: to- I mean, he's he's a emmy award-winning producer off his first tv show yeah. like it's like that yeah you can't you i would love for you to be spider-man but you're never
0: gonna do it yeah it also was a more more appealing when he was like much younger yes um but there so there's a take on spider-man where if like if donald glover's playing mm-hmm. it, spider-man's a black kid
1: yeah well there's there's a black spider-man in the comics. Oh, there is? Yeah. Oh. Miles Morales is half black, half Hispanic. Oh. Uh, he's in the Ultimates universe, which is a parallel universe to the standard 616 Marvel universe. And uh, in it, Peter Parker dies, and Miles Morales gets bitten by a different radioactive spider and takes on the mantle. Oh, there's another one? Yeah. It's a, it's a long story. <laughs> um, but it actually gives him different spider powers, which what is a, pretty cool. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he takes on the mantle of Spider-Man after Peter Parker dies in the Ultimates universe. Hmm. And is a young, again, teenager again, because Peter Parker was in his 30s by then. Um, teenage, like high school, yeah. black Spider-Man.
0: Nice. But the thing that makes it extra, <laughs> that, that makes it extra yeah. compelling, thank you for all, all of that. I'm a nerd. Um, is Uncle Ben gets shot and killed mm-hmm. by a bad guy. Yeah. But in Donald Glover as Spider-Man, Uncle Ben gets shot and killed by the police. valid yeah and then it becomes all right you can just make this big treatise on like race and police and oh yeah absolutely right like it's New York City like Mm -hmm. police violence and what it's like to be growing up as a kid when your father figure was shot by police Mm -hmm. and now you're now you're fighting crime and dealing with what it's like to yeah. use violence and, against and crime. And Spider-Man
1: has always been described, at least by J. Jonah Jameson, as a public menace. Yeah. Like, so that's there's yeah. a lot of tie-in there,
0: right? Like I could see like Peter, like maybe you know Uncle Ben's death is high profile, and J. Jonah Jameson is running the paper. That's oh yeah, criminalizing him, and you mm-hmm. know it's a he was evil. But yeah. I, like I I really I like this idea of people who want to tell stories having the freedom to take
1: well-known things and do whatever they and want with them, them. Yeah. yeah even if it does end up in romeo plus juliet
0: is that the one with guns yeah all right that's a good movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> it has its charms <laughs> like it's
0: i think it's good yeah
1: but it also leads to things like and i'm not making a joke here like 10 things i hate about you which Ooh. is an amazing film that's a reinterpretation of taming of the shrew yeah like you can go really extreme with it, yeah, like you could you don't you can just tangentially like take elements and remix and match and do whatever you want to them, I'm mm. particularly with Shakespeare because nobody owns Shakespeare anymore, right, uh, same thing with Sherlock Holmes, you know that's why there's three different Sherlock Holmes universes right now, <laughs> yeah, there's the terrible one on the BBC, there's the one on CBS, and there's the uh if they ever make a third one, the Guy Ritchie films,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's
1: funny. Yeah, because nobody owns Sherlock Holmes. And all of those make money. All of those exist fine. Right. Like, one doesn't take away the successes of the other. But,
0: so, like, in that example, is there, um, uh, who who's the author? Uh, Doyle. Doyle, right. Like, I'm comparing that to the Tolkien estate. Like, mm-hmm. J.R.R. Tolkien's son runs the estate mm-hmm. and is hyper protective of the material because it, has like meaning and value for his family yes right like if if lord of the rings turned into this where anybody got to make anything about Uh it right it would taint and harm like there would be enough poor material that it would be like devastating emotionally to the tolkien family to see their beloved father's work treated poorly
1: there's a point where that doesn't matter anymore
0: right and it like I think uh, if you had a different, if they they could just have a better, more open attitude about it, mm-hmm. and it could be fine. But I'm guessing, like, Christopher's an old man on his own. Like, but when that generation dies and maybe their generation dies, like, whoever's in charge of the Tolkien estate will to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever.
1: Yeah. But th- th- it's important to know that, you know, if you look at the difference in time between when Doyle was writing and Tolkien was writing, copyright law is vastly different between those two time periods. Yeah. So that. Doyle, and I'm fudging the numbers here a little bit. Doyle didn't, nobody owned Sherlock Holmes after Doyle died. Mm-hmm. Like it was about that limited. Yeah. So the fact that Tolkien can have been dead for what, 20, 30 years now? I don't know when he died. Uh, 40, I think. Cool. So I'm glad yeah. you know when he died. So Tolkien's been dead for 40 years. So the original creator has has continued to make money for his family 40 years after his death. Yeah. That's which is cool. a little bit outrageous. yeah good for the family. <laughs> yeah, but there's the limit of like, at what point do the family get to stop writing that coattail? Yeah? And that we grant copyright as a benefit to people so they can make money off of it for a limited period of time in exchange for eventually giving that right up to the public for everyone to benefit from. Right. From everyone to make new things from. Because that's how stuff always worked. Shakespeare stole every idea he ever had. (laughs) Right. Everyone did. That was the way you created things. And we said, hey, it would be cool if the original creator of something, even if it was stolen from other things, could own the exclusive rights for that for a limited period of time to make some money out of it in exchange for making sure that everybody gets it later. Hmm. We've just stopped the latter half of that. And all for Mickey Mouse, which like yeah. isn't
0: even that good of a character. No. Like no one likes I mean, Mickey. Mickey Mouse,
1: Mouse is basically descended from minstrel characters.
0: Yeah, like nobody likes Mickey no. Mouse, and that's the only reason why this has descended into the state yeah, it has.
1: It's gross. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, Steamboat, Steamboat Willie is like one step removed from minstrel so you, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah.
0: Uh, is that what's what's Disney's worst sin? The state of copyright or like the racism.
1: It's probably the racism. Yeah, I mean, I just just a number of people actively hurt by. <laughs> like, I don't know that D- Disney continuing to own Mickey Mouse has actively hurt anybody. Mm. Um, but the racism of like all of its work in the early years and later years. <laughs> I mean, like Pocahontas came out in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it still got probs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of that is is pretty pretty worse and now and now like
0: what they started with with mickey mouse they get to just continue with the biggest franchises in the last couple decades of yes marvel and star because i think it's
1: important we've been talking about like remixing marvel stuff we've been talking about remixing star wars stuff those are the same company
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's all like disney owns both of those they have a monopoly like on... the fact that
1: we've been talking about like marvel studios has this right like Disney could probably just buy Sony Studios if they wanted to get Spider-Man back enough.
0: They, I'm sure they have <laughs> enough money to, yeah, but like it would be so much money. It would be so much money. I, oh, actually, maybe not because I was very surprised at how cheap Star Wars was yeah, sold only food. like
1: four and a half billion dollars. Right, but like when you think
0: about like, uh, I don't like tech startups go for like fifty billion dollars, like left and right.
1: Star Wars, like the most important pop culture property? Well, it's that Star Wars had been devalued between its peak and when it was bought. Sure.
0: Yeah, like they played the market and bought it the right time or whatever. But um, if you can buy Star Wars (laughs) for four and a half billion, like you could probably buy Spider-Man for
1: less one. Yeah. I bet you could get Spider-Man for a billion dollars. You want to? Now, Sony's got to be willing to sell. That's the problem.
0: Right. Well, I mean, there's a number where they're willing to sell.
1: Yeah. I think it's higher than a billion.
0: And Disney has that much money to buy it
1: with. Just
0: do they want to spend it? Not yet. Right. Let's start a Kickstarter. To buy Spider-Man? To buy the rights to Spider-Man and give them to
1: Disney. Yeah. Or just give them to the public domain. (laughs) No, Disney deserves them. (laughs) Yeah, Buy up the rights to Star Wars and just release it remove all copyright from all star wars
0: george lucas would hate you
1: <laughs> man if i had like 30 billion dollars i would do that i'd spend mm. 5 just to buy star wars i'd love i really wish
0: instead of uh like hyper rich tech dudes um like funding the like death of the free press uh-huh. and trying to get to mars yeah um i wish they would just do ridiculous silly things with their money like (laughs) right like why doesn't elon musk just like give five billion dollars to buy spider-man and then be like hey spider Man's public now i mean that would be awesome or like i mean bill gates Mm. is like solving disease i got
1: i got no beef with bill gates saving gates is doing fine
0: saving a continent (laughs) from like Poverty, yeah, whatever. I, I got Bill Gates on that one, so. but I would like to see the Lord of the Rings in the public domain. So Bill Gates,
1: <laughs> get on that, Bill Gates.
0: I'm sure he could spare it. I
1: don't know. He didn't have that much money anymore. He put it all into the foundation. Yeah, and despite what a lot of press would you would have you believe, a person's foundation money <laughs> is not actually theirs. <laughs> I mean, but unless you're like, you're, unless you're Donald Trump, but like you can just use it because that's his. That's want. what he does. Like it's
0: not yours, but you get to use it.
1: If you're Donald Trump.
0: Whatever, yeah. I mean, you look, you got oil paintings to buy. <laughs> God. Don't yeah. tell me you haven't had to buy an oil painting, so you just dip into your foundation for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: what could go wrong? Nothing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, what could go wrong? You could become elected president. Yeah. Ugh. That's what can happen. I mean,
1: he does seem pretty miserable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's, like, the, that's the one tiny <laughs> solace of, like, the absolute disaster the, like, world is in right now, yeah. is knowing that Donald Trump hates being president. Got everything
1: he wanted, and as, is just miserable. As much as
0: we hate him being president. <laughs> like, he hates it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone has ever really loved being president. It's a lot of work. Because it seems like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. Um but like Obama seemed like he probably had a, like a good days. He had some
1: good days, yeah.
0: Right, like he had fun sometimes. He got to
1: do cool things like yeah. every now and then and yeah. enjoyed being And like you went, you go, you don't like go into being president to, you know, not like help the world get better. Right. At least as you see it.
0: Yeah, like he accomplished some stuff. I'm sure he like felt fulfilled and satisfied mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And Trump, you know, Trump just like, he doesn't even sleep. Like he just like, you know, Half wakes up from his yeah. like anger stupor at three in the morning, and then turns on like, Fox News. Turns on Fox News and just rages about yeah. how much he hates his life. I, oh god!
1: If there was nothing, according to Twitter. So take it with a grain of salt. There was apparently nothing on the presidential schedule today. He just had the day off. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not even, like, going to, like, a resort and doing something. Just nothing on the schedule.
0: Did you see that? uh, Was it the G20? I think it was the G20 Summit. Like, his team, like, no one booked him a hotel. (laughs) Did you see that? Yeah, he went to the G20 Summit in
1: Munich, I think. That seems like a good place to have a G20 Summit. I mean, Angela Merkel was, like, running it, so Munich makes sense.
0: And, like... You have a you have like a forward team who like plan like <laughs> prepares and plans your events like ahead of you. So yeah, that, that makes when sense. You, so when you so show that, up,
1: you can do things
0: right. So when you show up in Munich, like everything's good. Yeah. And so he showed up in Munich and was like, "Where are we staying for the night?" And everyone was like, "Did did you? Did I? Was I?" <laughs> and he didn't have a place to stay. It's cute. And I guess they all like him and his. I think like all the staffers and like yeah, lowly people went right and new. like got some like hotels on the spot. Yeah. And then him and senators and you know cabinet members who were with him mm-hmm. like stayed at the embassy
1: i mean or, they got they gotta let you stay at the like, embassy if you're no, the president But like in like in berlin and yeah. had to like travel like for the
0: day to munich to attend the summit uh, meanwhile like all yeah. the other heads of state that are there we're are prepared like, like just lounging in their luxury hotels in munich yeah like, ready to go yeah that that's yeah. the I kind mean, of stuff i take solace in
1: he still hasn't filled all of his appointed positions.
0: Right, and then I guess like that's... Like
1: not even nominated them.
0: Like that was when I... The thing I read about this is like that's probably why like the, there's no there's no state department. Yeah. Like it's empty so the people who plan and arrange these kinds of things don't exist. Yeah.
1: He's just, just miserable and I'm okay with that. So am
0: I. Oh, so am I. haven't gone to biterman's
1: that's okay biterman's i mean we've established i'm calling it biterman's okay. regardless of what it should be called
0: i'm gonna call it biterman's yeah so that we say different things that's
1: that's a good plan
0: um i was like i was gonna go mm-hmm. uh ellen and i were like in the area and we were like we need to like go get something to eat
1: and it was closed yeah i tried to go on july 4th uh and it was closed oh that's too bad (laughs) because i had the day off because i work a job that gives me the july 4th off um and i was like oh we should go out to get some lunch because we had planned the dinner we were going to do something nice which Uh i'll get to that it was a good dinner okay uh and i'm like well oh yeah there's the vitamins it's it's, it's nearby you know we're hungry it's close we'll go get and it was closed i'm like well let's go to uh blue baker it's not far it's Mm -hmm. good they make good sandwiches i'm in the mood for a sandwich it was closed (laughs) We ended up going to Chick Fil A because they were open. <laughs> Although the fear when you were even driving to Chick Fil A was like, I hope they don't like consider like the Fourth of July like America Sunday, because <laughs> they might be closed for that too.
0: I'm. Gl- it actually is like kind of nice that they don't consider it to be a religious holiday. Yeah, because there's what like this Fourth of July included a lot of gross mixing of America with a religion.
1: Yeah, I didn't experience any of that. So mm-hmm.
0: the Donald Trump, there's a big huge like mega baptist church in dallas called first baptist yeah and donald trump attended their fourth of july service
1: i didn't even know this
0: and um they the like music director in the choir sang a um original hymn i
1: did hear about this now that you're describing it yeah
0: entitled and including these words in the lyrics make america great again
1: yeah yeah, I remember that now. I think I blocked it out.
0: And the personal connection to Jesse is that um, I was there too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sing it along. <laughs> um, when Ellen and I were in Dallas, <laughs> we were looking for a place to park, mm-hmm. and the church service was going on. Like the it's a big building downtown. Yeah, and they have their own parking garage. Mm-hmm. And it's free. Great. And we were like, hey, there's just like free visitor parking in this garage. Let's just go in there and park. And it turned into this like ethical conundrum. I feel that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And I was like, we're not harming anybody. Mm -hmm. And we're taking advantage of the church's like
1: generosity facilities
0: and generosity by doing by doing this let's just park here and Alan yeah. was like no that's dishonest we're not actually attending the church so we can't park there and we ended up not parking there okay. and now I really wish we yeah. had
1: I mean I think Jesus would have been fine with you parking there mm-hmm. I mean if if that were you know up for debate if Jesus would be like yeah sure park yeah. here
0: but we didn't know what kind of church it was that's fair
1: the kind that's like into Jesus or not well there's no
0: we, yeah <laughs> into Trump or not yeah well, it was, They're very into Trump. Apparently.
1: Yeah. No, uh, so 4th of July, dinner. Yeah, I was very excited. Uh, this is something I'd wanted to make for a while. Uh, so this is out of Alden Brown's latest cookbook, Everyday Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but he posted the website on his recipe, and it reminded me that it existed because that's one I wanted to try for a while. Um, and he, he calls it, I think both in the book and on the website, like the best hamburger or best cheeseburger, or more specifically he describes it as the cheeseburger he would eat at the end of the world. <laughs> like if he learned the world was going to end in 10 minutes he'd make this he would make this cheeseburger and if the world hadn't ended yet he would make another <laughs> one. <laughs> and to be fair it's a real good cheeseburger
0: like you're considering putting it in your little emergency kit for end of the world
1: probably not okay but if i had the stuff on hand and the world was ending i'd consider making this cheeseburger mm. Uh, so first of all, this is the the most interesting thing to me, is the patty is deep fried.
0: And then grilled or not? Nope. Deep, like deep fried is the only way it's cooked. It's the only way it's cooked. That's crazy.
1: It's a little bit crazy. That's not a burger. It is. <laughs> okay, continue. Well, so, uh, I mean, it's not, there's not a lot more than that. So you get some, you know, 80-20 ground beef. Uh I think we did four-ounce patties, you know, three to four-ounce patties, weighed them out. Um, you you roll it up and get them real flat. Um, so you want at least six inches diameter, okay. which is really flat. Excuse me. You get a Dutch oven with you know two to three inches of hot oil in it up to about 350, and you drop it in for 60 seconds and then pull it out and let it drain and rest. Is the beef mixed with anything? Nope. Okay. Um I didn't even salt it. Like I should have. I probably should have salted it and forgot. Can't hurt. No. I mean you, it's always good to salt your beef. Like there's yeah. never a bad idea there. Uh and <laughs> title. <laughs> oh <laughs> Salt Your Beef. Salt Your Beef. <laughs> uh, so So you do that and you made I made four patties and you know, out of a pound of beef, so about being about four ounces. Mm-hmm. And while you're doing that, you put, uh, you get your hamburger buns and we did pretzel buns. So we were a step above right. the normal bun, but okay. even a normal bun, this would have been idea, a good idea with, you know, a real nice soft hamburger bun. Yeah. Um, you put a very thin layer. We did mustard. Arguably you can do mayonnaise on one and mustard on the other, but mayonnaise is gross and useless. <laughs> so I did mustard on both sides. Mayonnaise is gross and useless. Okay. Continue. Uh, You put a very thin layer of mustard. You take a bunch of shredded cheddar, like nice, hearty, sharp Mm. cheddar. Um, Shred it, mix it with some paprika and garlic powder. And put that on top of each bun. Put those under the broiler so the cheese gets nice and melty top and bottom of the bun. Yeah. With mustard in there. Put the fried patty on the bun. Put some pickles on top. Top bun. And man, that was a good burger. That sounds great. I ate 2 of them. Kind of regretted it afterwards, <laughs> but they were real good.
0: What Does deep frying it instead of grilling it or whatever like make it Is that the thing that makes it? Yeah. Like Yeah, that... I
1: wouldn't do this with a grilled burger. Like I mean, I would do it with a grilled burger, but it would not be the same burger. Huh. Um it was it was moist and delicious and the it like the patty shrunk, which is really ex- Unexpected. I mean, it says it was going to do it in the recipe, but it was surprising that it like sh- like hmm. pulled into itself, got thicker. Yeah, uh, but it had like all the ragged edges it got real crispy because of the fry oil. Yeah, but the inside was still you know, burgery.
0: Yeah, I bet I like it. The like biting into it was probably oh, yeah, so good
1: and not greasy at all. Like not a greasy burger. Mm, good. It was it was real good. That sounds great. And we kept the oil because I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> hmm. Did you do anything else for America? Um. We watched Moana. Yeah, for America. Yeah, for America. Okay. It's in Hawaii, right? It's not. It's not in Hawaii. Oh. I mean, it is about a Pacific Islander tribe organization group
0: but not hawaiian
1: but not hawaiians specifically not hawaiian because it it kind of existed but it takes place before like hawaii existed
0: existed
1: well like before the pacific islanders got to hawaii
0: oh is moana like hundreds or thousands of years ago
1: it's a long time ago
0: i didn't know that yeah i thought it was like modern day no huh um I didn't do anything for America. That's okay. I worked.
1: Yeah, that's that's about as American as you can get.
0: I got paid double time and a half
1: to what? work for America. Double time and a half?
0: Well yeah, full timers get paid for the day because it's a holiday. Oh, that's true, and yeah. Then you get time yeah. and a half to, th- I forgot to about actually that. be there.
1: Yeah, I'm okay just uh sitting at home.
0: I'm like right I would I love days off, yeah. but I'm very happy to make double time and a half. Yeah, that's nice. It's all and it's also like it's the kind of holiday that it's a slow day because everyone has a thing to do. Yeah,
1: they're going to go celebrate America.
0: Yeah, and then the next day is crazy because everyone got their phones wet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get to go to, speaking of getting my phone wet, I get to go to a barge party on Friday.
0: On a barge on the river?
1: On a barge on Lake Travis.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, my
1: company is is taking us all out on a barge.
0: That's fun. Party. Yeah,
1: with alcohol? I'm hoping so. (laughs) (laughs) That hasn't been explicit, made explicit. Now, to be fair, it's from like 1030 to 230. So even if there is alcohol, I'm not going to have much because I will just fall asleep on the boat. (laughs) 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 Um, Huh. Yeah. So we're we're all getting in shuttles at the office and going to a barge. And there's a slide on the back of the barge. So if you want to slide into the water, you can do that. Nice. I probably won't do that, but
0: it's gonna be real hot it's
1: gonna be real
0: hot it's gonna be so hot i know you're gonna be out in the sun on the middle of a giant surface of water i know you're gonna you're gonna want to get on that slide
1: i'm yeah that's a that's a valid point (laughs) Uh, i haven't decided but i will be on the barge
0: i've never barged on lake travis i've never been to lake travis
1: i've never been to lake travis it's like right there though it's pretty close yeah
0: the only thing i've ever lake travis is rode my bike yeah around its edge
1: yeah not into the water that would have felt nice though yeah speaking of bikes is the tour de france still happening it is currently happening okay today
0: was the first rest day
1: they have rest days
0: yeah so it's slackers uh (laughs) slackers yeah they're so lazy (laughs) uh it's 19 stages over 21 days so at the end of one week there's a rest day and at the end of two weeks there's a rest day cool um how much of it have you watched cuz you told not, me that you not watched a lot. I watched it. that
1: day's worth. Well what, what was that stage 3? 3? I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think? Um the last 20 minutes were pretty exciting.
0: Was it a uh, like every uh, the whole group got was together and it was a sprint finish at the yeah. end? Yeah. Um was that the day when Peter Sagan threw an elbow and knocked the knocked Mark Cavendish down or was that the day that Peter Sagan won the sprint?
1: I think it's the day he won. Okay. Um, I I only kind of knew what was happening. It's, it's very complicated. Yes, it's extremely complicated. Um, so yeah, that was uh, I think it was Friday. It was the last day of the quarter or the second. It was Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Like no one was in the office because it, it was Friday. It was Friday before the Fourth of July. Okay, most of the office had taken Friday and Monday off because they're going to get Tuesday off anyway. Right. I hadn't. Just because you didn't care? Yeah. No, it was Monday, because that's what it was worse than the Friday. It was No one's going to be there on no Monday. No one was at the office. There were...
0: Oh, right, yeah, because yeah. I think the first stage was Saturday.
1: Yeah, so Saturday, that makes sense. Sunday, yeah. So it was Monday. It was Monday before 4th of July, which was a Tuesday. <laughs> there were maybe 20 people in the whole office. Mm. Um, and nothing significant was happening. So you bought yourself an NBC Sports Gold situation? No, food? I have cable.
0: Oh, you were just watching it on NBC? Yeah. Well, I was watching uh, it. I,
1: I If you have NBC Sports, the channel, you can log into your cable subscription and just watch it. Cool. So, no, I didn't buy it. But I did ask, like, because I, as I was, like, logging in, because so I knew I had NBC Sports, so I could log in with, yeah, uh, okay. you know, my cable provider. <clears throat> I was like, I wonder how Jesse watches this. And that's when I first texted you. I'm like, how do you watch the yeah. Tour de France? I
0: pay $40 a year to watch every major bike I mean, race. That's not, that's not bad. No, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, especially
1: if you're really into bike races. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I literally like had that playing on my monitor for a couple hours because I, I when I first started watching it, it was just the tail end, like the 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 first broadcast had just ended, mm. um, and they were kind of doing like a breakdown of like what all happened. I'm like, well, I haven't seen it, but okay, yeah. Um, and then like an hour later, there's like an hour of commentary, and then they started the replay of the actual race yep. or at least the hour-long presentation of the race i think the race is longer than an hour
0: uh, it's usually six or seven yeah
1: they, they, this there was an hour-long broadcast <clears throat> about the race yeah. so as if it were happening in you know sped up real time yeah for
0: example um i the yesterday's stage mm-hmm. not six or seven that's like the longest of them yesterday's stage started at 4:30 a.m yeah here our yeah. time and I woke up at like seven thirty and mm-hmm. started watching, and then continued watching until like ten thirty. Yeah, so
1: that, and that was a long stage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so
0: like six hours.
1: But it was it was it was fun to watch. Like I picked a team. Uh, Which team? I don't remember. I told you the one of the cool jerseys.
0: Quickstep, quick uh, no. Katusha. It's like Sun something. Sunweb. Sun. Sunweb. Black and white jerseys.
1: Yeah, Sunweb was my backup team. Mm. This one had the red or the yellow and black. Oh, Lotto Sudal. Yeah, that was them. I liked them. No, Lotto and El Yumbo. Sure, I couldn't pronounce them. They were French or black and yellow. I think Lotto I, I was took. The only I one. I literally texted you who my favorite team was, so I wouldn't have to remember. Oh,
0: I forgot. But
1: Lotto uh, Lotto doesn't have a sprinter. Direct Energy.
0: Oh, Direct Energy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're they're actually like a really fascinating team. Yeah. Um. Because so something like the Tour de France. Uh, all of their... There's different classes of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Tour de France is a world tour class race. Okay. All the major... The most major races are world tour. That's the top class. Yeah. And so there's world tour teams. Sure. And every world tour team participates in the Tour de France.
1: Yeah. You got to.
0: But then there's other slots open. That and other so, teams
1: can can be in it.
0: Yes. And so the Tour de France organization... There's like a separate organization that only runs the Tour de France. Of course. Um <laughs> they invite other second or third class teams to participate okay. as well. Uh, and Direct Energy is a, whatever that second class is yeah. called, and they're invited every year. Oh, wow. Because they're a, like, French hometown favorite. Okay. And they have a couple riders who are, like, hugely popular in France. Mm-hmm. Um, But they, like, they don't participate in, like, lots of the other major races. They participate yeah. in, like, that second class of races around like still like around the world but like just not the top tier um they actually did something really interesting they have a sprinter Mm -hmm. whose name is brian cocard um who because of the terms of his contract had to tell his team that he was going to leave them at the end of his contract because he had already signed up to be on a different team okay. at the end of his contract. So the end of his contract is in like six months. Okay. But he had to tell them he's leaving in six months, uh-huh. right? Because he has to tell them if he's going to renew or not. Yeah.
1: And he has to do it six months in advance.
0: Yeah. And when he told them he was going to leave, they said, okay, you're not riding in the tour. Whoa. So he's not riding. He's not riding. And he's a good sprinter. Yeah. Like, he'd probably win a stage or two this year. But he's not. But out of spite, his team says, you're not riding because you're wow. not going to stay with us.
1: Wow. So they
0: picked some other person on their team to, to, to be their sprinter. Yeah, there's there's nine people in, that you get to put in the tour. And every team has more than nine, but sure. you, you pick your nine for the tour. Wow. Isn't that... That's petty. That's That's brutal. I
1: don't know. I mean... But like it's
0: like they're they're being very successful. Yeah, but why is he leaving? Because he's good and can be and he, <laughs> right. Like he's gonna get signed by our world tour team sure. and make more money. Yeah. Um. The commentators uh, in the last stage I was watching were talking about this whole thing with Direct Energy, and they said that um, Direct Energy's entire team budget mm-hmm. for everything, for every rider salary, top to bottom, every trainer and masseuse and cook and driver and, drugs. and mechanic and drugs like every single like their entire team budget mm-hmm. is less than the personal salary of chris Froom, who is a rider for team sky who's the favorite to win
1: oh wow <laughs> that's outrageous
0: right like he, Chris Room is the best rider in the world. Sure, and will probably win the tour. And mm-hmm. has won three times in the past. Yeah, he
1: got that yellow jersey.
0: Yeah, he's wearing the he's wearing yellow now. He's worn yellow plenty in the past, but he makes more money personally mm-hmm. than that entire team spends on the wow. everything that you need to run a bike team.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's
0: probably it's probably like ten or fifteen million dollars a year, or something yeah. like that. That's a lot of money. And like team froom's team team sky is yeah. like the yankees of cycling yeah. they have so much money that they just buy the best riders yeah. and like buy the best equipment and the best train. like they and just the best drugs the best drug like they win because they're so rich the mm-hmm. way the yankees do
1: mm-hmm. and nobody likes
0: the yankees nobody likes
1: team sky that's good i don't like them
0: um yeah what else did you think of the tour um, you're going this is going to be a thing where you like you like say a sentence and then I
1: talk for 20 minutes. I'm okay with that. Like this is like so I know I've made fun of you for bicycle stuff in the past and yeah. I think bike races bike races are kind of silly still. Yeah. But, you know, I I also appreciate the amount of love that anybody can pour into things. Yeah. And so like the fact that you can talk for 20 minutes when I say I like Team Energy. <laughs> direct which energy. I picked yeah, yeah, Direct Energy, <laughs> which I picked literally by looking at the roster of jerseys and saying that one's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, and then Sunweb was my second choice. Yeah. But, so yeah, no, so that was neat. Um, I did, I found an article on the AV club of all places really, from like three years ago about the Tour de France and like how to watch it if you don't understand anything about bike races. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, so I learned what the different jerseys were. Yep. Cause there's four. Yes. So there's, there's yellow. That's the big one. That's the one I took away from, that's uh, o- yeah. Overall lead. Yeah. So that's, um, and that changes from day to day who's wearing... Oh, that's true for all the jerseys, right?
0: Yeah, it's current, current leader of each of, of these each, classifications.
1: Of these so overall is the yellow. And so that's best total time? Is that what that's run yes, off of? Yes, least okay. total time. Yeah, yeah. So the shortest amount of time from A to B with if you lined them all up in a row. Yes. There's the white jersey, which is the same thing, but for babies.
0: For anyone under the age of 25. Yeah,
1: which I think in bike terms is babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you has do has anyone ever won both yellow and white? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cuz that's got to be a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot but it does happen. Like at the
1: end of the tour
0: like someone walked home with both, mm-hmm. not like just per per stage. Yeah, there was um there was a couple years I think there were two twins from Luxembourg, yeah. uh Frank and Andy Schleck who were both incredible and when they were like 23, 24, 25 like they were winning the tour. Yeah. So they getting, just,
1: did they just trade off every day? Was that how they <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm totally and they, Andy. They, they
0: raced for the same. No, they yeah. raced for the same team. <laughs> so you just had like two like identical twins who were like these like six and a half foot tall yeah. like lanky beasts <laughs> like riding up these mountains side by side. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's pretty funny.
0: But yeah, I think like they one of them won yellow and
1: white a couple okay. times. Yeah, so those those are the the ones that everyone cares about. Like those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Yellow obviously first, and then white yeah. after that. And there's the green jersey, which is for the sprint. And so for each each stage, there's like one sprint section? Or yeah. multiple sprint sections? Usually, um, so some, yeah,
0: some stages are sprint finishes where just the finish line is going to be the a sprint. Because yeah. like the stage overall is pretty flat. The group yeah. is going to stay together. Um, and then... Most stages also have... It's called an intermediate sprint. Somewhere in the middle of the stage, Mm -hmm. there's just a A checkpoint. A flat
1: area, usually? Yeah.
0: It's just a a checkpoint in the road, and that... Whoever crosses that first... You know, places 1 through 5 or 1 through 10 get cascading points. Yeah.
1: So is it... So is a sprint section just a single point? And if you're the first one to pass that point, you win? Yes. Okay, because I was thinking, like, there was a start and an end point of sprint. So, like... You know, this moment starts, and the fastest time from A to B as a smaller portion would win.
0: Mm, oh, that would be interesting. I thought so. Because you could start it five minutes bef- after someone else did. But if your but sprint still. time was
1: shorter, you would be able to... You would get the points for that section. Hmm.
0: That would be, that would be interesting. But that's almost measuring a different
1: thing. That's measuring... Valid, that's but me- I, I mean, I feel like all of these are measuring different things. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> that would be measuring
0: how fast you can make your bike go.
1: In this period of time. Yeah. Right.
0: Whereas what the green jersey points are measuring is how good you are at crossing a point before other people.
1: Well, that's what the the tour is measuring.
0: No, well, but they give the green jersey... The green jersey's there because the people who are good at sprinting can't climb mountains. <laughs> 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 they can't, like, they finish... Right, like yesterday's stage was a mountain stage. There were three very high mountains in the stage. And the sprinters, just because of the – solely because of the fact they have more muscle mass on their bodies and way more, can't climb mountains as fast as other people. So they finish 30, 45 minutes behind the front people. Okay. But on a flat stage, the whole group stays together and they just plow through with crazy speed at the end. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So then, and then of course there's King of the Mountain, yes, which is the polka dot jersey, which is obviously the best jersey.
0: Yeah, polka dots are really cool.
1: Um, so so I guess the same question applies. So do you get King of the Mountain for climbing the hill the fastest, or for being the first one to have climbed the hill?
0: Being the first one.
1: This is less interesting to me. Like mm. I'm I'm I like these jerseys less now. King of the Mountain is still the coolest. Yeah. But so being the first to pass the top of the mountain point.
0: Yes. The way that you are thinking of it is interesting, like, would make a pretty cool kind of race, but it makes it way more about the individual. That's fair. Right, because sprinters can only be good sprinters if they have a team helping them. Yeah, supporting them. And, like, climbers can be good climbers if they have a, a team helping you. Yeah, Or if you play your like it's also about strategy, like sure. you want to play your strategy right and maybe like be in a breakaway or attack on the mountain at the right time to like put your competitors out mm-hmm. and like put some ground on them and cross first, like maybe they still do it faster than you, but yeah. you outsmarted them okay you know what I mean like <laughs> yesterday's stage, there were two big mountains and then a big flat section and then a final mountain, yeah.
1: Is big, the final mountain the one that counts, at least in this stage, or is it all three count?
0: All climbs have points. Okay. Um oh, I'll get to that. Okay. Uh the big flat section in the like the second half yeah. of yesterday's stage had the sprint checkpoint in okay. it. Okay. And so one of the sprinters, who's not wearing green but is going for it. Yeah. Killed himself to stay with the front group as and, they climbed the mountain. F- over the first two mountains. And then everyone just let him sprint and take those sprint <laughs> points because no one else there was interested in the green jersey. Because they were going for it. And everyone else going for the green jersey was way behind. So he got the most sprint points and, like, used that strategically to, like, give himself way more points than anyone else. And just, by,
1: just by keeping up with the pack on the mountain. Yeah,
0: and then after that, he just falls back and relaxes for the rest of the race. And yeah, because you don't care anymore. Like, he'll probably finish with the back group, but he pl- he's playing the strategy right to chip off points on the leader. Okay. Um, the king of the mountains points there's different categories of climbs okay um category four three two one and then hc which in french is like oat category or outside category
1: they're all outside (laughs) it's an outside bike race
0: (laughs) or like extra category like it's right it's like (laughs) like four is a four is the is the easiest and one is the hardest and then hc is (laughs) like like stupid it's like why are you doing this (laughs) yeah um And so the harder the climb, the more points, points, right? And like places one through 10 get.
1: And the route's different every year, right?
0: Yes. They often visit the same, lots of similar, right? There's often similar climbs or visiting Mm -hmm. similar towns, but it's always a little different every year. It always, I think lately it's always starts in another country. Like sometimes they start in Britain, Belgium, this year started in Germany, and they'd spend the first stage or two getting to France. And then they kind of travel around France, end up in Paris, and do a final stage Does in it Paris. always end in Paris? Always ends on the Champs-Élysées in Paris. Okay.
1: The Champs-Élysées? Is that what you said?
0: The Champs-Élysées. The Champs-Élysées? Yeah. Is
1: it actually Champs-Élysées?
0: Champs-Élysées, yeah.
1: Okay, that's weird because... Champs... Alyssa. Well no, that literally I know someone on Facebook there where that is their Facebook name. Mm. And she is French. And her name was always like Elise is what we knew her as. And I think I just got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Yeah, always it always ends in like the final stage is always like it's weird because the final stage is like for the sprinters because mm-hmm. you ride like twenty kilometers into Paris and yeah. then you do laps up and down the Champs Elysees. It's just, right. It's just, it's the big giant wide avenue in, okay. in the center of Paris, and you just do laps. That's weird, right? But it's you just. I think it's like ten laps, so you just get this like massive crowd, and you just get to watch the race. Yeah, and then at the end, it's a big sprint and. It's yeah. like the highest glory in sure. for the sprinter to win. But typically that final the sprinter stage. winning
1: that isn't necessarily the guy getting the yellow jersey.
0: It's almost never the guy getting the yeah. yellow jersey. Um and you like can't it's un it's like an unwritten rule that you like can't try to steal the yellow jersey on that final stage. Why not? Because it's it's What if you're the fastest?
1: <laughs> what if you're in second place and you finish first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like it's it's accepted that by the second at the end of the second to last stage, whoever is in yellow is the winner.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, like it has is it this has, is
1: this like a weird French like like a, a rule. There's tons of unri- unwritten
0: rules. OK. um, And it has happened like sometimes if the race is close, if it's yeah. like 10 seconds between the, the sprinter could take it. The well, the, the whoever's winning a sprint on the last stage is always hours behind the overall
1: okay
0: um but like sometimes like first and second place like yellow and second to yellow is like 10 seconds okay and you think like you could make up 10
1: seconds you can probably
0: finish 10 seconds ahead of the yellow jersey yeah but like if you try it on the last stage like you're an asshole (laughs) and 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 the funny thing is is every other team yeah Will work together to chase to you down you. <laughs> and prevent you from from staying ahead. If they think you're trying, right? Like the leaders' team will definitely do. Yeah, it, sure, but that's their every job. Every other team will too. If
1: just every like period, or if, if even if you're just close, like do they have no, to expect you no, to think you're doing it? No matter what they're keeping. No matter you what.
0: And there are there are often attacks on that last stage to try to like get ahead before a big bunch sprint. and, yeah. and just hold off the group and stay. Yeah, but the people who are attacking are never close enough to yellow that they're going to make up that time. <laughs> right? Like if you're like 30 minutes behind, you can attack and like and
1: make up some distance, but you're not going to But you're
0: just trying to win the stage, you're not yeah. trying to like win a jersey. Hmm. Um Like a good example of this is in yesterday yesterday's stage was nuts. Um in yesterday's stage, Chris Froome is in yellow. Okay. He they were on the final climb. Yeah. And it's him and he's—it's just him and all like the other ten people who are all like going for yellow, okay. right? It's the group has been whittled down to just the best. Yeah, they're gonna make it. And anyone here has a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And he gets a flat tire. Oh, his back tire goes flat. And he, right behind him, yeah, is uh, an Italian named Fabio Aru.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. Chris Froome gets his gets a flat tire. Yeah, and, they, and it, so he's waiting for the backup and, bike. And his hand goes up immediately. Okay. Right? Because he has a car soon behind him that yeah, can toss him a new bike. that's got a new bike. And as soon as his hand goes up, Fabio Aru attacks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Literally
0: under his arm. Like, just gets out of his saddle and starts sprinting under yeah. his arm. Which is huge hugely uncool it's, it's bad bad it's, sportsmanship it's very bad form okay um and so the the really funny thing happens though is like these unwritten rules and this sportsmanship yeah. is so much more important than like than winning than winning that all of the other riders followed fabio aru they didn't let him go yeah which would have been dangerous because he like he attacked and won a previous like climbing mm-hmm. stage so like he could he stayed could do ahead. It, yeah but they all followed him. And at first it looked really bad. It's like, Oh no, the whole group is attacking and leaving Froome behind. Like what, if you're thinking tactically, like what the, what a perfect opportunity to get him out of yellow, like distance him, you're going to win, make him lose time. Let's let's all work together and get this big threat out of the way. Yeah. Instead they all caught up and, Uh and then everyone else worked together against Fabio Aru, and like got in front of him and slowed (laughs) down and all kind of just, like, pedaled real easy and, like, killed the momentum and waited for Froome to catch up. And they're like, cool, we're all back. We're all good. Let's continue racing again.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. And these are all people
0: who, like, are going to kill themselves trying to gain time on Chris Froome. Yeah. But not, but not like that. Not like that. Not like
1: that. No. Not on a flat tire.
0: And Fabio Aru is young. Um, yeah. And so, like, it's like, ooh, like, you... You need a little mm. more experience little in the, the pro peloton. This is
1: not how we cheat at the Tour de France. <laughs> no, we cheat with blood
0: and <laughs> drugs. We do not cheat using tactics. <laughs> I was
1: I was really shocked. Like I was watching it, and there was a guy at the back of the pack just drafting off the entire row of like team cars. Mm. And I'm like, what? Like that's that's definitely cheating, right? <laughs> there are rules about that.
0: Yeah. Um. There's like time limits. Um. For like how long you can use a car, uh-huh. right? Because if you like, if you get a, a flat, yeah, you, you stop and you wait for your car to catch you, and they toss you a new bike, and mm-hmm. you get back on, and then you, you do like you use the convoy of cars to catch back up yeah, to so the group, gain some momentum. But you can't, like, you will get time penalties if you just like sit behind a car for yeah. ten seconds. No, it
1: was only like ten seconds that I saw him yeah. biking, but it was definitely a like that's a weird.
0: Yeah, but then if you drop back to like the there's like a medical car. Yeah. Um, you like you're allowed to just like grab on to the door frame
1: while you're receiving medical assistance. Yeah. Right. Like maybe in motion. Like, yeah.
0: Maybe you have like a you know a, a cut on your arm and they're yeah. just like patching it up or putting a bandage on you. Like you just hold onto the car and, and the that's car cool. is
1: continuing to move forward and you were riding your bicycle.
0: Yeah, you're on the bike and you're holding onto the car going 45 <laughs> miles per hour,
1: and, while they're medicaling you. Yeah. That's that's pretty great and yeah. also very silly.
0: Uh there's a thing called a the, the French word for a water bottle is a bidden mm-hmm. or a bidon. Sure. Um and so there's a thing called a sticky bidden, mm-hmm. which is when you drop back to your team car to get a water bottle sure and they just hand a water bottle to you out the yeah. car. You grab onto the front of the water bottle while you're while the person driving <laughs> has the back of the water bottle and then they floor it and like slingshot you. <laughs> Like you see it, like if you if you were gonna just grab a water bottle out of a car while you're on a bike, you just yeah. reach out and grab it and take it. Yeah, but, but that's they not always what hold happens. on to it for like three seconds and then let go, <laughs> and the car is giving them a nice little boost. Right, but like there, so there's a, there's literally a rule for how long you can hold onto a water bottle when it's being passed to you, and everyone always. Of there is toes that. Line. Yeah,
1: they're real close. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. There's so there's
0: so much like just dumb weird culture. Oh and yeah, like. Well, that happens for so many sports. It. Yeah.
1: Where it's the, the culture matters just as much and the, the ritual, even if it's not codified, is right. very important. Right. Um. What else so you've did... been watching every single day. Like you're always mm-hmm. getting up early and you, you try and watch it live as much as possible? Yeah, I
0: try to watch it live. Um, What's happened... What, what I usually do is I'm, I usually just have it like streaming on my phone while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'll like just prop it up next to my computer mm-hmm. and like, I'm not like watching it, but but you're aware of it's it. there. Yeah. And like, it's kind of like listening to a podcast at work, which I do most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Like when the announcers voices sound like they got excited about something, you I'll be like, oh, what, what just happened? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll watch it or like sometimes like I'll pause it and I'll like have to lose it. Cause I have to pay attention to something and then I'll like, When it's being replayed, I'll catch up. I'll catch up later or something. But yeah, I'm watching most of all. Like I'm watching 90 of the of the race. I'd say that's cool. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there's nothing I get that excited. I like or get excited enough to like wake up at 4 a.m. to watch. (laughs) Get excited about.
0: I won't wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah, there's usually nothing exciting ever happens in the first hour of of the race. Yeah, of a stage. Um. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, the other, the other like notable thing, two other notable things about this year's tour, mm-hmm. um, Peter Sagon, who you watched win the stage you yes. watched, was kicked out.
1: What was it? The blood. No. <laughs>
0: um, the next day there was, it was another sprint finish yeah. and he was, uh, there's a, when you're sprinting, mm-hmm. uh, it's important to hold your line. They call it Okay. where, like, once once the sprint starts and everyone's like out of their saddle and sprinting, you should stay straight.
1: You don't wobble and weave. You don't
0: want to. You can't like go diagonally to like cut off someone else's like acceleration like okay. alongside you or whatever. Okay, you, you stay straight, and if someone's coming up and passing you, you can't you just use, have to go faster. You can't use yourself to block them. Yeah. You have to go faster. And he was sprinting, and he was pretty close to the barricade. Okay, but there was like kind of enough room for someone to get through and so mark cavendish was trying to get Mm -hmm. through.
1: classic cavendish classic
0: cavendish (laughs) and uh peter Sagan was was drifting a little bit yeah and then it's hard because it happened so quickly and the cameras like didn't like catch it very accurately Mm -hmm. but it really 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 looks like Mark Cavendish tried to sneak up alongside him, and Peter Sargon just threw his elbow out oh. and elbowed him into the barricade. And Peter Sargon crashed yeah. and took out another couple guys. Oh. And, or or Cavendish crashed, took yeah. out another yeah. couple yeah. guys and broke his shoulder.
1: Oh.
0: Um and was out of the tour. Yeah. And so they kicked out Peter Sargon. Wow. Because that like breaks a rule. <laughs>
1: yeah. Injuring another player. Yeah. Except what kind of really happened
0: yeah. was Peter Sagan was drifting to the side. Okay. Which was not cool. Yeah. But Mark Cavendish tried to go through a gap that wasn't there. Okay. And Cavendish tried to use his body to push Sagan out of the way a little bit. Mm. And that put him off balance. And so his sh- his elbow, his arm came out. But to rebalance him? As a balancing movement.
1: Oh.
0: And it didn't even touch Cavendish Cavendish, just looked like it his react like cavendish yeah. leaned into Sagan to move and then started falling and oh. it, so it just completely looked like Sagan threw an elbow and cavendish fell because but, but they're
1: not letting him back in no no you no you don't get back in <laughs> um you don't get to like do makeup days no
0: <laughs> <laughs> no he just has to like he doesn't get the rest day he just rides each stage yeah, by yeah. himself until he catches up yeah <laughs> um but yeah, he got kicked out, and so it was this massive controversy because he's the road race world champion. Oh. And he's, like, the most popular bike rider in the world. Like, he has... Yeah. He's, like, the sports celebrity of cycling. Cool. Um, And they kicked him out of the tour for, like... For something that maybe wasn't really his fault. Like, pretty impulsively. Like, it looks really bad when you first watch the video. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, he just elbowed Cavendish in the face and he yeah. fell. Like, oh, kick him that's, out. Yeah, that's, that's a reasonable response. But, like, when every, like every other rider and like every former pro and all it. the experts yeah. like watching they're like, no man, that's not what happened. Oh,
1: that's rough. Yeah. Um, and then the is other he, one, is he on direct energy? No,
0: he rides, nah, I don't f- care anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he rides for, um, Bora something. Sunweb? Not Sunweb. It's my backup team.
1: No, nah, I don't care anymore.
0: Um, the other like notable thing about this year's tour is everyone is crashing. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is crashing and like dropping out. Like the wow. like that crash with Cavendish happened, yeah. that was really bad. Um stage one, one of the like contenders for the yellow jersey, uh, Valverde crashed and fractured his shin.
1: Oh, you can't ride a bicycle anymore. Nope.
0: Um and so he was out like five minutes into the race. Wow. Um Yesterday, they were descending down one of the mountains, and Richie Port, who was like the second favorite, mm-hmm. um, it, it's like one of the worst bike crashes I've ever seen. They were they were going down a mountain, so it's they were going yeah, like, they're getting real lot of speed. They're going like fifty miles an hour, and it was like very like lots of sharp turns and stuff. Okay, and he, I guess, um i guess i think what happened is he was he was breaking right because he's approaching a corner and he locked his back wheel and like skidded a little bit Uh and that put him through the inside of the corner instead of on the road okay he went over some grass and his bike fell out from under him and then his body skipped like a rock back across the road and into a rock face right like you're descending these switchbacks and it's like cut out of the Uh mountain and he just like skipped across the oh. road and just crumpled oh. into a cliff. And his, his body flying across the road took out another rider. Oh, no. But crazily, though, this other rider just like hopped back up and got and on his going. bike. And finished a minute within the leaders. <laughs> but Richie Port shattered his pelvis that's not supposed to shatter. And he like might never ride a bike again. That's That's the end. Like uh, he was in the best form of of his life and like might've won the tour de France this year. And now he shattered his pelvis and is (sighs) done.
1: Yeah. I'm not riding bikes anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's, that's
0: unbelievable. Um, Chris Froome's like right hand man, uh, like the person who is like second best to him Mm -hmm. on his team who will like be there for him and all that makes him win. Um, fell yesterday and uh broke his collarbone and is out. There's been like a bunch of other broken collarbones and
1: Can we get some like protective gear for these guys? <laughs> <laughs> they wear helmets at least. Yeah. That's good.
0: But oh. man, yeah, it's been it's been a violent tour, which is
1: unusual. Yeah. I remember it's, it's not a it's not a bike racing doesn't seem like a violent sport.
0: It's like it's not until you start riding in the rain and down really big hills. Yeah. I don't um, do that. But I remember last year, no one crashed, like people crash, but it's usually very minor. Yeah. Um, but no one got injured and had to leave for like and two no one, weeks. Wow. And there's been like 10 Five? at yeah, least. That's crazy. In the first week. It's the Tour de France. Because we just
1: finished the first week. It's our first rest day. Yeah, first week's over. Yeah, because there's seven days and then there's a rest day and there's seven more days and there's a rest day. And then rest
0: day day, and then seven days and then And then
1: you get to rest for the rest of the year because you just finished the Tour de France (laughs) and if you never ride again, it's fine.
0: You get like a week off and then you do another race. Is
1: it that close?
0: It's probably two
1: weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get, yeah, professional athletes. This is their job. This is what they do all the time. But like you just finished like the most important bike race of them all. Yeah. Go do another one.
0: Well, like, some of them, like, people like Chris Froome, like, their entire year is structured around winning the tour. Sure. Like, they 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 do other races, but they don't...
1: They're not winning those races. They're, they're not trying. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're there as just physical preparation for the tour. Yeah. But other lesser people, like, they're just in the tour to be on the team or to help other riders, yeah. and, like, they take two weeks off, and they hop into other races and keep doing their
1: job. Yeah. It's nice work if you can get it and also don't die. Yeah. You get a massage every day. <laughs> you'd have to like, I feel like at that point you couldn't ride if you didn't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they, you, you literally like you finish the stage and you get off your bike and someone puts you on a table and, and starts they just, and starts, just starts massaging just, you for two hours. And then you sit down at an, at a, you sit down at a table and someone feeds you 10,000 calories <laughs> and then you fall asleep.
1: And then you'll wake up tomorrow and do it again.
0: That's right. And then on a rest day, you just travel to the start <laughs> of the next stage and lay down Do they only
1: eat, like, one meal a day? Like, I guess they don't eat when they're riding.
0: They do eat a lot when they're riding, but it's, like, bananas and energy gels and... you know <laughs> oh what I mean? boy, it's like, energy gels. It's, like, very specific things for yeah. carrying them through. But then, you know, you sit down so and eat they're two not, pounds they're not of pasta. Putting,
1: uh, they're not putting tortillas in their jersey uh, <laughs> pockets? I don't think so. Okay. Although there is...
0: This is a... It's, like, the traditional energy gel from days gone past and lots of riders still do it. Yeah. uh cans of coke
1: that makes sense yeah and yeah. it's
0: it's like a thing like the spect- spectators will often yeah. like hold out cans of coke on like mountains yeah and you like grab a little can of coke and down it and it just yeah, gives I you mean, tons of sugar
1: lots of sugar it's easy to ingest
0: yeah but like uh energy gels are, are relatively new yeah food technology
1: it's, it's just lots of sugar in a very small compartment. Yeah,
0: but like back in the day, like people yeah, can have been doing cans just, of Coke for yeah. decades and decades. Anyways. I feel like
1: you'd burp a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like just, just downing a can of Coke and then riding a bicycle seems like I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> It must suck to, like, fart if, you like, you have a really farty day and you're in, like, the middle of the group and you just keep farting around everybody. Yeah. Although.
1: I mean, you know there's a lot of farting happening in those packs. I'm sure. I mean, they're eating
0: a lot of food.
1: Yeah. Well, complex carbohydrates are one of those things that make you fart a lot. Yeah. And that's 90% of what they're eating.
0: Um. There's three Grand Tours, they're called. Okay. The Tour de France is one. The Vuelta a España mm-hmm. is the one in Spain. And the Giro d'Italia is the one in Italy.
1: I was going to guess Japan. No. Okay. <laughs>
0: come on <laughs> cycling is completely european yeah <laughs> um and this year's giro d'italia winner was a guy named tom dumoulin and he was in uh, their yelp version of the, the yellow jersey is the pink jersey even better they were the pink and he was in pink and had to poop oh no mid-stage
1: that's bad and
0: he was like Out in front with like a group of other people contending for the pink jersey Uh and had to poop so bad he just stopped on the side of the road and like you see him he's like unzipping his jersey like like, while (laughs) jumping off the bike and like pulling like it was like the most like fluid motion it was the We're fastest
1: like, someone's ever become undressed like the jersey is
0: undressing like in the same motion as like leaving the bike and yeah. the bike is like ghost riding a little bit in the grass and he just like crouches and unleashes Oh
1: man
0: and then gets back up on the bike. you have to and i i, I don't know how he fared on that stage but still won the race overall well, yeah
1: yeah, he was gonna it's it's fair.
0: But that's where that was another like example where the unwritten rules came into play. They yeah, were like, everyone
1: was like He's shouldn't pooping. should it should everyone like stop and
0: wait for him? Like or should, should it, we all start pooping? <laughs> is that is that the right play here? But it well, like so because they do ride for like 4 or 5 6 hours a day, like yeah. there are like bathroom sections where yeah. like the whole peloton it's usually like about halfway through the race the whole peloton kind of stops and just like like, you know, takes a foot off the pedal and everyone pees. While on their bikes? Yeah. Everyone just takes a little <laughs> bathroom break all at the same time. Or if you, if you have to do it later, usually you can hold your poop, right? Yeah. Uh, but he had a situation.
1: I mean, sometimes it happens.
0: But if it's, like, later in the race and you can't afford to, like, stop for 30 seconds yeah. and have to catch back up, you just... You, you pull the shorts down <laughs> enough and you just pee off your bike while you're moving.
1: While you're moving.
0: And it's really fun to watch the, the like... Producers and the camera people react to this yeah. happening because it's like, like oh, like what's what's going on with this group over here? Something interesting is happening. And and it's like cut. oh shit, they're peeing.
1: <laughs> cut cut, <laughs> camera three.
0: <laughs> it's really it's really funny.
1: I just need a, I need like a YouTube supercut of, of <laughs> like cyclists Tour de France peeing. cyclists peeing. Like that's that's what I need to get into this sport.
0: It, like, it's really funny. Cause like they go through like the little bathroom area and it's yeah. like literally set aside on the course. It's Specifically like, like the spectators purpose. aren't there. Like, <laughs> and the whole group agrees. Like, this is our little bathroom this is break. Where we're we're going to take a bathroom break. And, <laughs> and like the producers are ready for it. And it's like, go to helicopter shot. And they're like showing the castle in the background or whatever for a minute. <laughs> for while, no
1: particular wh- reason. <laughs> while everyone's peeing. I mean, I feel like I would be missing an important part of the experience if I don't get to watch them pee. (laughs) Um, It's weird because, like, the Tour de
0: France is, like, arguably one of the most, like, physically demanding acts like a human being can do. Sure.
1: I'll Um, give you that.
0: But it is so filled with so much, like, casual, like, lightness. (laughs) Right? Like, some parts of a stage, it's just, like, it's just a bunch of dudes riding their bikes, like, waiting for the mountain or, like, waiting for the end when we all start to go fast. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, 150 people are all just gonna like pull over and 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 have a have a leak and get back on our bikes and go, (laughs) I get like. But then also it's the most grueling thing in the world. Sure.
1: It can be both. (laughs) I just love that every single day of the tour there is a point where they all stop and pee. Yep. You gotta